Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Tonight. The stars light up D.C. That was awesome. Bravo. A plus, 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 plus. Behind-the-scenes secrets straight from the performers. Wow. Then, hail to the chic. We're with the VP's designer, why her look changed last minute. Okay, we have to rethink things. Plus, Ben and Anna, from tossed in the trash to back together. I can't even really say if they have totally broken up for good. Our Casey Affleck exclusive comes with some surprising reveals. Then, three Oscar winners, one big movie sneak peek. That better be ready. And our Bridgerton exclusive, only we're with the star of season two, why the story will be even steamier this time around. E.T. starts right now. One thing we've learned during this pandemic is how hard it is to pull off a live show. But the inauguration special was... Spectacular. I mean, just seeing that right now, my breath is still taken away. We have got all the great behind-the-scenes moments that you didn't see, but the story about the fireworks themselves, it's going to blow your mind. As Katie wrapped up that epic performance, her man, Orlando Bloom, was shooting this touching behind-the-scenes video. That was awesome, baby. Which included a kiss. I love you. Mm. I love you. I love you. Orlando wrote, one day our little girl will grow up and see her mother play her part in a moment in history. CBS This Morning's Gail King, who helped anchor Inauguration Day coverage, was so impressed, she reached out to the pop star. I texted her this morning to say, Katie, you killed the song and you look great doing it. Bravo, A+++++. And then did you see the Biden family dancing? And there's a reason Katie's fireworks were so intense. Producer Ricky Kirshner and director Glenn Weiss told me this morning that the time frame of the pyrotechnics had to be condensed from seven minutes down to just four. There were three cameras inside the White House and the whole show was produced from a nearby hotel ballroom. Security was so tight, it took celebs an hour to get through. Justin Timberlake pre-taped his performance of Better Days in Memphis with rising star Aunt Clemens. They performed with students from the Stax Music Academy. When did you find out you were going to do it? Uh, Justin called me and said, your Jedi mind tricks are at master level. I'm like, what do you mean, Justin Timberlake? He's like, I don't know how you did it, but you did it. And my PR team just got a call and uh, they want us to perform for the inauguration. And I told them that you had to check your schedule. <laughs> Other standouts? John Legend. John Legend. It's a new dawn. It's a new day. I mean, John always sounds great, but I thought last night he added a, a note or two. Everybody, yep. John Bon Jovi. Here comes the sun. Everybody sang with such feel. And notice the song choices. I think it's time to come together, you and I. 
Yup, if the inauguration had a theme, it would be hope and unity. Country stars Tim McGraw and Tyler Hubbard in Nashville performed their new song, Undivided. There's a hopefulness to it, which, yeah. without hope, what do you have? And when it came to the fashion, Gail is still left speechless by one particularly fierce look. Michelle Obama killed in that outfit. Didn't she? When Woo! she stepped to the door. Oh, I clutched uh, my pearls. And everybody's mm-hmm. like, Sergio Hudson, how do I get his number? OET has it, and I spoke with a designer today to get all the behind-the-scenes details. I never dreamed it would be as big a moment as it has become. It's like crazy. Sergio also designed Vice President Kamala Harris's evening inaugural look, which was completely redesigned after the Capitol riots. So the look was actually originally a gown. They were going to have a ball. When the insurrection happened, it was like, okay, we have to rethink things. They cut it off into a cocktail, and, you know, we had to make sure that we were being sensitive to the moment in the country. Gail also told us the special meaning behind Oprah's gift to 22-year-old poet Amanda Gorman. Oprah had given Maya the coat that she wore for Bill Clinton's, and so she wanted to carry on that tradition. And Amanda says to her, well, I actually already have a coat. It's my favorite color. So she came up with the idea of these hoop earrings, and she found a ring that looks like the cage bird, which, as you know, is Maya's book. I know why the cage bird sings. And then there was Bernie Sanders. The Vermont senator's practical approach to fashion made him the most memed man of the day. Twitter users inserted him into The Fresh Prince, The Golden Girls, and yes, even the ghost pottery wheel scene. And when Twitter was in a near panic over Tom Hanks hosting Celebrating America without a coat in the 30-degree weather, Tom's son Colin Hanks tweeted, quote, Hey, Bernie, I know a guy who could really use a coat and some mittens tonight. Y'all, please keep the Bernie memes coming. It's like food for the soul. Well, now let's bring in the ever-fashionable Rachel Smith in Nashville. Miss Rachel, we have been hearing this really crazy rumor about Ben and Casey Affleck. What is happening here? I know, it's a wild one, but here's the story, Nichelle. So a lot of people think Casey is the man in this photo, throwing out the cardboard cutout of Ben's ex, Ana de Armas. So I got Casey to clean up the garbage, so to speak. Gotta ask you, set the record straight. Are yeah. man throwing away the cardboard cutout? <laughs> uh, no, that's not me. That's not me. Uh, and I can't even really say if they have, you know, totally broken up for, for good or whatever. You told me that, you know, Ben was lucky to have her during this time, but do you feel like there could be any sense of a reconciliation in the future between the two of them? I got no idea. I mean, I'll, I'll be sorry if it doesn't work out. Anna is just the most charming person, and I think she won't have uh, any problems meeting somebody else. I'm not too worried about her. I think she's a she's a catch in, in every way, and I'll be there to carry Ben through it. <laughs> well, Casey's clearly team Anna. Now that he set the record straight with E.T., he also told us about his new movie, Our Friend, out tomorrow. It's based on a true story about a family dealing with terminal illness, co-starring Dakota Johnson and Jason Segel. I can help you get to the other side of this. I'd love to have you. For me, it really was, I like the message that, you know, if you need a friend, be a friend. There's nothing, no better way uh, to feel, to lift your own spirits than to show up for someone else. And it's just um, in a totally selfless way. 
Another movie coming to theaters, Denzel Washington's mysterious new drama. It's the little things that get you caught. They say when you don't have butterflies, it's time to get out. Well, it must not be time to get out yet, because I sure had those butterflies. The first thing keeping Denzel in the game, this thriller, where he and Rami are on the hunt for a murderer. Jared Leto's the prime suspect. Another reason to be excited for The Little Things, simple. Three Oscar winners, one film. Jared, what's it like going toe-to-toe with these guys? A a dream, a bit surreal. I definitely didn't want to be the person who didn't show up um, prepared. These two really compelled me to dig deeper. I'm ready to get at the juicy stuff. This union of, of the three of us, it makes a lot of sense. We really played off of each other very well. You're not exactly a department favorite. Rami's known for playing Freddie Mercury in Bohemian Rhapsody and Mr. Robot, but soon he's going up against James Bond in No Time to Die. How excited are you about that villain? I'm so excited, man. It was a phenomenal experience to go toe-to-toe with uh, Daniel Craig on his last film. And uh, I just can't wait for you guys all to see it because it's a special. While we wait for the new Bond flick, the Denzel-produced Ma Rainey's Black Bottom is getting award season buzz. It was Chadwick Boseman's final film before his tragic passing in August. I had no idea what was going on with Chad and how brave he was and He's a man's man to just keep it to himself and do the work he needed to do. Chadwick is just one of many stars Denzel's helped to guide in their careers. I think we've all heard of his son. Look forward to the future. Kid by the name of John David Washington. That kid's gonna be okay. Yeah, he'll he'll make it, you know. (laughs) If he listens to his father. (laughs) John David has a movie coming up with Zendaya called Malcolm and Marie. That is fire, y'all. I'm telling you now. He's great. Yeah, he is. But his daddy's still the GOAT. <laughs> That's the truth. I'm just saying, y'all. <laughs> Speaking of family, get ready to see more of the Bridgertons. We're just, like, really excited to continue that story. The Netflix hit coming back for season two, only we're with the show's sexy star. Then Clooney's private wager with Michelle Pfeiffer. Did he have to pay up? You bet and me. So, yeah. Remember the bet? Plus, hey, team. I'm about to give you an exclusive look. Before the Walker reboot debuts tonight, we're with the cast. Will Chuck Norris join the show? I do want him to come teach me how to do a proper wheel kick. Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. Yeah. Remember the bet? You bet me that by the time That's I was 40, I would never get married. I had to wait till I was elderly before. I'm like Tony Randall having children now, you know. George Clooney and Michelle Pfeiffer reminiscing about their wager that he would have children by 40 and get married again. Well, I mean, for the record, George was 53 when he tied the knot with them all. He and Michelle reunited to celebrate the 25th anniversary of One Fine Day for Variety Actors on Actors. All right, let's shift gears from movies to TV. Matt, I know Supernatural is really near and dear to your heart. Oh, yes, it is. And I I got to appear on the series and even direct an episode with my good pal, Jared Padalecki. We had one hell of a ride, man. Supernatural just ended. I know at some point you mentioned retiring from acting. Supernatural was such an intense experience, and I wanted to eat barbecue and Tex-Mex and get fat and stop doing squats, uh, trying to keep up with the handsome guys like you. You are under arrest. 
Actually, Jared's probably in better shape than ever. Now he's starring in Walker, a reboot of Chuck Norris's action-packed 90s hit. This Walker is more of a family drama than it is about, you know, just wheel-kicking people, uh, walking down the street. Uh, can't get my leg up that high anyways anymore. Uh, <laughs> You're chasing ghosts. She is gone. Jared's real-life wife, Genevieve, who he met on Supernatural, plays his recently departed wife. Was it shocking at all to see a new guy? No, he's so hot. It's like I have a new boyfriend. <laughs> you mean there aren't a lot of Mexican-American rangers? I'm shocked. General Hospital's Lindsay Morgan joins the cast as a ranger. Hey, T. I'm about to give you an exclusive look of the Walker set. Of course, E.T. was also on set of the original show where Chuck Norris was often doing wild stunts. So, could we ever see him make a cameo on this reboot? Yeah, I feel like he has to come on, right? He needs to teach us, us you know, newbies a thing or two, I think. I would love to have Chuck Norris on the show. I do want him to come teach me how to do a proper wheel kick. Mine sucks. <laughs> hey, Kev. How's your wheel kick? Easy now, that Achilles is just getting better. Oh! <laughs> We've had way too many injuries here. Let's not mess around. Hey, up next though, wait until you hear how this movie star got his big break. I'm Eddie Burns, I used to be a PA for you guys. Ed's unbelievable Hollywood success story that started right here at ET. I decided to bring a, you know, a VHS copy of my film. What? Then another mass dancer unmasked. We're with the cricket, Brian McKnight. He dances terribly. And it's the steamiest show on Netflix, how Bridgerton's sexy stars are getting help from an intimacy coach. What does that person actually do? It's amazing. What are your plans, brother? Nothing of note, other than finding and promptly declaring my intentions to my new Viscountess, of course. Oh, but who will the lucky lady be? Fans of the Netflix hit Bridgerton are about to find out because season two is officially a go. And joining me now is the Viscount Bridgerton himself, Jonathan Bailey. I am so excited to talk to you, but how long have you known about season two? We're just finding out. Did you know it was gonna happen? Well, I think you can tell from the length of my beard that I've started to grow up those mutton chops. So that was about three days. <laughs> Expect season two shooting this spring to revolve around Jonathan's Anthony Bridgerton and his quest for love. And of course, we're hoping for more steamy scenes. You guys have an intimacy coach, right? What does that person actually do before and after the scenes? It's amazing. And I cannot believe that the industry, you know, there was a time where they weren't included in the process, but they basically come in, you have a one-on-one, -on -one, um, you talk about your personal experiences and any boundaries that you might have before you then deal with the actual scene. They just make it very safe. I must do what is necessary. Look, we did hear this story that you once met Rihanna at a party. Give me your best pitch for Rihanna playing one of Anthony's love interests. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm really up for it if she is. <laughs> um, I mean, the, the chemistry was there. Wise men say 
We saw this amazing video of you and some of your co-stars singing Can't Help Falling in Love. Are the Bridgerton brothers the new Jonas Brothers? He just, you know, compared to the Jonas Brothers, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a badge of honor. Hello, entertainment tonight. This is Jonathan Bailey, Anthony Bridgerton in Bridgerton, and welcome to the set here in the UK. We first met Jonathan on the London set back in 2019. You were the first people who I think visited us on set, and uh, thank you for being there uh, since the beginning. Of course, he's only one of the hot stars of the Gossip Girl meets Fifty Shades show that's streaming now on Netflix. Another breakout is Reggae Jean Page. And whatever could your intentions be? Respectful. Might believe it there. There is now all this talk of him potentially playing the next James Bond. Give me your thoughts. Can he do it? He can do it, yeah. I mean, he, he could save a nation, for sure. Well, Bond or not, I can tell you that the Duke will be back for season two. Kev, we can expect the entire Bridgerton family to return. Did you start out with a British accent and yeah. then you shifted gears? I'm Madonnaing it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, romance is alive and well for Christy Turlington and longtime love Ed Burns. She just posted this sweet and patriotic shot with Ed on a boat. Now, Rachel Smith is back with us from Nashville. You had quite the throwback Thursday with Ed, didn't you? I sure did, Kev, because before Ed was a Hollywood triple threat, he was part of the E.T. family. You were a production assistant at Entertainment Tonight. That is true from, I think, 90 to, you know, uh, 94. Yeah, we've seen Ed transform from a trusty PA to an award-winning actor and director. Betty Burns, I... Used to be a PA for you guys. And like a proud parent, in 1995, E.T. escorted the then-unknown 26-year-old to the Sundance Film Festival for his breakout film, The Brothers McMullen, which, by the way, won the dramatic grand jury prize. Just when things are starting to happen for me. I'm a little nervous. Two weeks ago, I was, you know, I was nothing, and all of a sudden now I'm, you know, a hotshot filmmaker, so. Go figure. Ed actually got his big break thanks to a chance encounter with the festival's founder, Robert Redford, during an E.T. shoot. I had made uh, my first film, The Brothers McMullen, and we were interviewing him, um, and I decided to bring a, you know, a VHS copy of my film with me to that interview. What? Because I'm just easy. I'm just here yeah. to please. When the interview ended, I cut Redford off at the elevator and gave him the tape. And, uh, you know, um, he and the team watched it. And we got accepted into the Sundance Film Festival. More than 25 years, Burns' career is still going strong. Graduation day is now over, and it is time for the real world to begin. His new series, Bridge and Tunnel, premieres Sunday night on Epics. Burns wrote, directed, and produced the 80s-era dramedy that follows a group of recent college grads pursuing their big city dreams away from their Long Island families. I'll be back in six months. Now you won't. That empty nest reality will be something Edward and wife of nearly 18 years, supermodel Christy Turlington, will face soon. You yourself have teenagers. Are your kids showing any interest in being in the business at all? Uh, not just yet, but at this point, I think it's uh, it's healthier for them to have sort of um, a little bit more of a normal high school experience as opposed to thinking about career in the business. I like that approach, let kids be kids. But back to Ed's new series, Bridge and Tunnel, he found unlikely inspiration in his favorite show, The Crown. And apparently, Kev, it was a big influence in his writing process. Thanks, Rachel. I would have loved to have seen him as a royal. All right, coming up, one last cry for the cricket on The Masked Dancer. We're talking to Brian McKnight next.
Hey everyone, it's Kevin Frazier. We hope you're enjoying the ET podcast. Be sure to watch Entertainment Tonight every weeknight for all the latest entertainment news. Check your local listings for where ET airs in your market or go to etonline.com. I am so very proud that today, during a virtual ceremony, ET was honored by the National Association of Television and Programming Executives with two Iris Awards. This one for excellence in programming, and this one went to my partner, my brother, Mr. Kevin Frazier, for career achievement. I'm going to put it right here because we're social distancing. It's a great honor, and we share it with the team. And let's say goodnight with 17-time Grammy nominee, Brian McKnight, or should we say... The cricket. Yeah, it's crazy. We spoke with Brian today, and listen, he was not ready to go home on the mass dancer. He really wanted to stay. Take care, everybody. <laughs> In that moment, your competitiveness says, I just lost. <laughs> but Oh, but Brian's still a big winner because Leilani, his wife of three years, was always by his side. She was there at every rehearsal when I, you know, was getting frustrated. You know, she held my hand. You know, this is, I've never had anybody look out for me the way my wife does. Hey, it's Matt Norlander with the CBS Sports Eye on College Basketball podcast, and it is tournament time, people. So listen to the one podcast that will cover every upset, Cinderella, Bracket Buster Sleeper. We've got it all covered, every round, reaction shows, all the way up through the championship game in Glendale, Arizona. To find us, search Eye on College Basketball podcast wherever you get your podcasts.